New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. Hello, I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Today I'm hosting Kathy Wild. She's the author of Wild Ideas, Creativity from the Inside Out. Kathy, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. You know, in your work as a creativity consultant, you point out that one of the first things we need to do when expressing ourselves creatively is to know what has inner meaning to us. So having that understanding is something that can be sustainable in our journey of creativity. So I'd love for you to tell us what you've learned about that inner search for what has meaning and how it relates to creativity. Well, sometimes it's not easy to know what has meaning. So I'd like to say that for people who maybe don't know what is deeper meaning. We get so caught up in the roles we play or the jobs that need doing or just taking care of life that sometimes it seems like inner meaning is a luxury. I happen to be someone who feels that it's a necessity. And I think there are numbers of people out there that don't feel well unless they can be doing something meaningful with their life. And that's where the creative process comes in. The sense of what has heart and meaning for those individuals who simply don't feel well, whose soul feels like something is missing. It's an imperative for those individuals to be living their life with a connection to what has meaning. And the process of finding out what that is can sometimes take time, and we have to clear away the surface distractions in order to spend quality time with ourselves and to really have a sense of letting whatever is deep bubble up. Sometimes we have to clear away the debris of traumatic experiences that block our access to those deeper realms. I'm just thinking when you're talking about taking that time, one of the questions we might ask and what you suggest to ask is to really look at what is success? What does that mean to me? And I think that you're asking us to go beyond material success. Again, I think that's a very individual question. And I think some people come in and think success has to do with materialistic achievement. And others are looking for something more satisfying. And I think you need to answer that question for yourself before you're embarking on your journey. Otherwise, there's going to be a lot of disappointment And what I try to work on with my clients is discovering what is important about what they are doing. For example, I had a client come in who asked me to help him take his hobby of photography to the next level. And I asked him, well, what does it mean to be an artist? And he went on to talk about the material rewards of being an artist, a big house, notoriety, uh, feeling important. And he really didn't discuss the inherent rewards of taking photos. And after a while, I began to ask him questions about who he was at a deeper level. 
what was important about taking the photos? Why did you want to develop this from a hobby into a full-time profession? What do you get out of taking those photos, and how does it nourish you? So I think the question of when do I feel nourished in my life is really important. And then you build from there. What is the time that I feel most engaged in what I'm doing? So I think that's the first question that we want to ask ourselves. And sometimes going back to our childhood, we can look at when time disappeared or what we were doing then and connect with something back then. We did a special series on the environment and ecology, and we interviewed all sorts of people who were working in this field, just many, many dozens of people. And each one of them went back to some childhood experience of being back in like a little stream behind their house and playing with the tadpoles or or something like that. They all went back to this childhood memory of something that they brought forward later in life. I think that's probably very common, is that you can look and see the roots of who you are. And sometimes it can be something that you've experienced, but oftentimes it's something about who you are. I know in my own case, when I began this journey, what I had to get in touch with was the fact that I was very intuitive and that I always sensed things about other people that they didn't sense about themselves. And that I was always aware of this invisible realm that had more meaning for me than the tangible one. So that is something that isn't quite as tangible as playing in a stream or perhaps remembering that you enjoyed drawing as a child. Sometimes it has to do with finding out who you are. What are your inner strengths? And then how can you utilize those strengths in something that you do? You grew up in an environment where you had a very analytical father. You mentioned this in the book, and you're kind of butting up against that, needing his approval, and yet you have this whole different way of being. That happens a lot. Children are not the same as their parents, and a parent may have a strength. My father was a brilliant man and had a very analytical mind, and he was probably a genius. But I had more of an intuitive way of being, and for me, my experience and how I navigated experience was more important than what I knew, what I could know rationally or what I could memorize. And I remember one incredibly powerful experience where my father and I were walking along a stream and we were hiking along and suddenly there was a shadow that appeared overhead and both of us looked up because it darkened the whole sky. And we looked up and we witnessed this formation of birds. I mean, there were thousands of birds fluttering on their way south for the winter. And the magnificence of this experience was awe-inspiring to me. I felt like I had been taken back into a timeless era. And as soon as the experience passed and the birds were gone, both my father and I looked at each other. You know, we were both smiling. But when we began to talk about the experience, it was a completely different experience for both of us. My father wanted to know where the birds came from. Where were they going? What kind of bird was it? He was all about analyzing the birds and the species and their destination. And I was all about the way it made me feel, the awe, the sense of timelessness. I didn't care what the birds where they were going, the kind of bird, it didn't matter to me. And I think that knowing the difference between how you orient, it's not that one of those is a bad way of being and one's a better 
but being very different as people. When you grow up in environments where you maybe don't have a good match with what your parent is trying to teach you about life, you may end up having to find your own way and trusting your inner experience as you make your way as an adult. So for you, how does this way of being, your particular orientation toward life, how does it help you in the work that you do to help other people in their own creative process? Well, I think the struggle that I had, because I loved my father enormously, and he had a huge impact on my life, but the fact that he was so analytical and I was so different, and I kept trying to be more like what he wanted, and I think that ultimately I got so far away from myself, it made the journey back to finding myself so much more difficult, and I think the struggles that I had and really the pain of that journey has enabled me to help my clients enormously because I'm able to have that sensitivity to helping clients really identify who they are. Authenticity is really the foundation of creativity. And until we can really honor and discover that key within ourselves, navigating not only the creative process, but the life process and all our subsequent choices can be off if we're not really honoring who we are. And I think that can be especially difficult when who we are doesn't fit the norms, whether it's the norms of our family or the social norms, we can be painfully aware that we don't fit in. And that pain can keep us from really embracing our path because it's a waste of time to be trying to fit into something that doesn't fit and developing the skills, maybe with the help of a guide who can really take you deeper into this territory that may be unknown, so that you can become one with who you are. And then after that, how you express that really resolves itself on its own. I'm a firm believer in that. It, it really isn't so much the question of what is it I'm interested in or what I want to do. I really feel those answers are inherent. And that once we align ourselves with our authentic self, which includes our idiosyncratic expressions and our way of being in the world, whether we're intuitive or analytical, those kinds of realizations evolve on their own because the truth is already there and it's just waiting for us to discover it. So what you're saying is that our creativity includes more than just some sort of product that we're looking to create. Well, it does for me. Otherwise, it doesn't seem that interesting to me. And there's certainly plenty of books out there that will help you create a product and take you through that process. But for me, what's more profound is that the creative process is really a transformational process if you let it become such that going from inspiration to stepping out with a product is really a profound personal journey that involves taking a journey into your soul and really engaging what you find there, including the deepest experiences that have shaped you that maybe have been difficult at the time you've gone through them. Nothing is wasted and nothing is, should be left behind if you're going to feel engaged on a soulful path. And that's really the most exciting part about the creative process is not necessarily where you are flowing and engaged, but where you get stuck and you have this tremendous opportunity to explore those places and look at the necessary suffering, the necessary pain that's really going to enable you to blossom if you navigate it in an intelligent manner. Oh, Kathy, I want to thank you so much for sharing with us here on the New Dimensions Cafe today. 
Thank you, Justine. It's been a pleasure. It's been my pleasure as well. I've been speaking with Kathy Wild, and she's the author of Wild Ideas, Creativity from the Inside Out. And if you want to know more about her work, you can go to her website, kathywild.com. And she spells her name C-A-T-H-Y-W-I-L-D, kathywild.com. Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. I want to thank you for joining us at the New Dimensions Cafe, and I invite you, please do join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a 1,000 hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You, too, can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.